It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the best show in junior hockey. It's the Dan K. Show presents, now a part of the DKU, the Dan K. Show universe. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that it took a while to really do right. We wanted to make sure that you know, when we had this idea that that we launched it correctly, that we made sure that we were trying something new and not just, you know, copying something that was already out there. I mean, obviously, everyone knows about another cinematic universe that is extremely successful in a cinematic universe that really struggles to make any movie even remotely enjoyable. Um, but, you know, we loosely inspired by those things to create for you a podcast and content universe that spans Hopefully in the next couple of years, the width and breadth of not just junior hockey, not just college and youth, but the entire sport of hockey and potentially beyond. Now it's time to introduce a man who had a vision of a universe and of course had to slap his name on it. Because what other name could possibly encompass something so interesting, something so grand and something so dank? It's Dan Kay. Welcome to the podcast. Tell you what, you're talking about width and breadth, Lucas. And, you know, breadth has really been a problem for me. I love bread. You know what I mean? And the width of bread, I've been trying to eat skinnier breads lately to feel and be skinnier as I get myself in a better shape with GMU Sport. Um, but you also talked about uh, which, what famous movie franchises are you talking about? Are you talking about the DVU, the Dick Vermeil universe that I've brought up to you in the past, that there is technically a canon to a world. This is for you sports fans at home. There are multiple sports movies now in the universe that all revolve around Dick Vermeil as a character. You've got the Kurt Warner story, Dick Vermeil and that, and you've got Invincible, Dick Vermeil and that. I mean, the guy is starting to build his own universe there as a, as a coach. I would say that the Dick Vermeil character has been more well-developed than anything that DC Comics has tried to put out in their, their DC universe. Um, I'm looking forward to the uh, angry rebrand of Dick Vermeil where it's the same clothes, but just dark, and then trying to rebrand him again uh, as, a, as a slightly happier version of himself, and then all of them just being terrible. Um, but no, I think it's uh, I think it's exciting stuff. I think the people have seen that you know we've we've kind of gone through and already you know already making waves in the in the hockey hockey press coverage space, the hockey universe as it will. But I think we're ready to continue to move on and and continue to grow the brand a little bit to provide the best coverage. And you know we're not quite in hockey season yet. It's always a little tough for for hockey people to continue to write about hockey when there's not a lot of hockey. Uh, obviously, the United States uh, did not advance the championship. If you listen to our past, uh, to our last podcast, we talked about IIHF World Juniors with EJ Raddick from NHL Network. And, you know, we kind of talked about that we foresaw a little bit Team USA falling to a tough and scrappy team that just wears them down. They, they came out hot in the first, kind of faltered a little bit in the second. And, and we said it on the podcast, Dan, if you fall behind, you do not want to play that third period down a goal if you're tied that's fine but down a goal you just you stop playing your hockey you start trying to play a different brand of it and think that's what happened and ultimately team canada 
winning that championship one heck of a game. I don't know that if you haven't watched that championship game, you should, you should try to find it, go back and watch it. Cause there was some incredible play. Yeah. It was, it was a heck of a tournament, man. And you, you look at, you have to work against a lot when you're playing August hockey. Right. And, and that's one of the toughest things to deal with is that hard nosed tough hockey outside of hockey, the hockey confines, right. The comfy confines of the hockey schedule. And we look at this this past IHF World Juniors, and I think it, it gives you a good target for this next upcoming event if you're Team USA, right? You, the one good thing about an L is gives you the opportunity to come back and get that win. And talking with EJ was great, getting an opportunity to do that. The biggest worry I have is did we, did we jinx Team USA? And obviously the Dan K bump might have helped out Chechia. It might have helped out Chechia. And, and I feel like sometimes the Czech Republic team obviously was listening in and they obviously heard us kind of looking past them on the call. And I think that they answered to us and you're welcome to Chechia and, and the Czech Republic squad for waking the boys up and getting them ready to make a move to the semis. And that's why the man has his own universe, folks. <laughs> that's, that's why... That's why he's got it. Uh, yeah, the Dan K bump certainly always a factor. You got to watch out for it, no matter which side of it you're on. Uh, that will always certainly play a part. And you know, I think as we're we're kind of getting closer to the start of the USPHL season, as well as you know, looking at the the start of the college hockey season, the CHF, the ACHA, NCAA season. You know, you you start to get a little excited. We're not quite at way too early predictions yet. You're gonna have to hold on just a little bit longer for our wildly I would say inaccurate, but Dan's are usually correct. Wildly semi-accurate predictions from the two of us. That's going to be a lot of fun. But for right now, Dan, we've just kind of been pounding the pavement, making sure that, you know, the little things are taken care of behind the scenes. What, what have you been working on as we kind of get ready to, to get things started? Well, I built the desk that I'm doing this. I'll knock on it for you guys. That's the desk. Sounds solid. It's my office. I've got my new office space set up. The Dan K... Florida offices. What I've what I've realized is the Dan the Dan Case Studio A has gradually been moving south, Lucas. So it started in Wayne, New Jersey. Then we moved Studio A down to LBI. Mm-hmm. Now Studio A is in Florida. And I'll tell you what, it, it was a good move for the crew. It, 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 it just morale's up, morale's high, Lucas. And that's what I've been working on down here is just getting this office ready. And what I need help from our fans, our friends, our teams on is sending me the goods. Send me some jerseys. We need some unis for the wall. You want to know how to do that? Slide into our DMs on social media at the underscore Dan K Show or go to dankshow.com and contact us there. I can give you some shipping info. But I'm trying to fill up this wall, Lucas, so we can do some really fun stuff, some game previews and, and, and all the likes in between as we get ready for TikTok Live this year, Lucas. TikTok Live. TikTok Live, as we all know, a space where we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about hockey games, and and we're going to watch games with you live on social media. It's going to be fun. We'll bring a couple to Instagram. We'll bring a couple to TikTok. We don't know what the schedule is going to look like just yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be kicking off when the season kicks off, Mr. Jones. Yeah, you know, you you will need to will need to know that. So we'll be kicking off soon. And I mean, I really like this idea, right? We've tried for a while to come up with, you know, our version of obviously these more informal broadcasts, right? 
The Manning cast, obviously incredibly successful. Other sports have tried to replicate it with varying success. We didn't want to just do the Manning cast with the two of us. We want to try something a little bit different. We wanted to, to, you know, put our own spin on it. I think the TikTok lives are a great idea. It's going to be super easy for the folks at home. You know, when you watch a game, we'll be watching that same game. We're watching the same stream as you. You just fire up TikTok. You go to our page. You turn that live page on. It's going to be like having us in the living room with you to, to talk through games, to look at things that are interesting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's hockey for the, the younger generation. I mean, this is how this is how people are starting to watch games. You know, you see it on MLB and NHL Network sometimes, again, with, with varying success. Uh, you know, trying to have a little more conversational approach to a, to a baseball game. I, I think it's cool. I'm really excited for it. Again, still learning TikTok on my end. Dan is the master. I'm still trying to figure a lot of it out. Not fully a master yet, but I will tell you, Lucas, as long as we can outdo the K-Rod cast, we're doing great because... <laughs> that is I'm, one of the worst broadcasts. <laughs> it is not just one of the worst broadcasts. It is one of the worst things to ever exist. And just... It's one of those one of those things where it's like neither of them are personalities that carry a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like Michael Kay is a great play-by-play guy and can really set the scene for action on the field and is carried in the booth in the conversational portion by two other people who usually have some pretty big personalities, whether it be Carlos Beltran or Paul O'Neill or David Cohn or whoever. And A-Rod is somebody who just struggled in a real broadcast setting being the guy who had to carry the personality section and put a lot of the weight on his play-by-play guy. So they moved him off of that call. Why you thought putting those two in a conversational setting, it is like going to lunch with a relative you haven't seen in 20 years. There's nothing to talk about. And there's a reason why you haven't seen each other in that long. And nobody wants a camera in the room when you deal with that. So as long as we win that one, Lucas, people are going to watch. Here's what I'll guarantee everybody on the air. Just like everything else we do, you're going to see a lot of copycats that will come out after we start doing everything we do this year. You'll see it's usually two to three weeks it takes them to try to do it just a little bit worse or a lot of bit worse. But we will have to do the K-Rod cast. I will guarantee it. I will be more exciting than Alex Rodriguez and Michael K. And if Derek Jeter wants to come for an interview with me for three innings of baseball, I promise he will not be looking off the camera at his handlers begging him to get him off the air, begging for it. Derek Jeter looked like he was being held captive on that broadcast. Let the captain go. This is a man in Derek Jeter who willingly dove face first into stadium seating, (laughs) playing with broken ankles and messed up backs and just an absolute warrior. And he had to spend more than 10 minutes on the K-Rod broadcast and was pleading, screaming with his eyes to be let out of that room. I've never seen him more uncomfortable in his entire career. Even the game on the field understood the need to get over. <laughs> there were back to back to back to back, one, two, three innings. They were going to have Jeter on for three innings of action. And after a half inning, they had no questions left. And my favorite part before we'll get to Stephen Townley here, I apologize. I got off track, but my favorite part was Michael K asking Derek Jeter questions about himself and his playing career and A-Rod cutting him off and answering for himself first. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about, I think I blacked that part out in my brain because it was so awkward. 
What is the biggest thing you learned being a professional athlete? Hold on, Jeets. A-Rod jumps in and answers for five minutes as Jeter just stares off the, like, why am I here? Whatever. We got better stuff to talk about today, Lucas. What are we talking about? We are talking about a USPHL NCDC standout player who's currently at Dartmouth. Pretty smart guy. Pretty wicked smart. Pretty good at hockey. Uh, and also not just about his hockey career, but we, we actually got into a little bit of a discussion about applying for colleges and some of the interesting tools that now exist. He is, he is currently interning for a company that can help you get an analytic approach to your college application process. Normally a process that's kind of in the ether. As, someone, as a college advisor, I can tell you, you're kind of dealing in a lot of what ifs, maybes, who knows. This is a service that tries to take those what ifs and who knows and put them into numbers for the analytical mind for the modern student. Is there a quick ad break? And then we'll be on with Mr. Townley. Dot Skater, and now getting ready to help your hockey player get into college. You got shirt pretty hard on social last week. Your intro, it kind of rambled. You, you really didn't know what you were talking about. You referenced Bruce Valanche from Hollywood Squares, which I think is too old of a reference for even our guest today, who is currently at Dartmouth and Ivy Liga. This guy's wicked smart. He's wicked smart. We all know that about these Ivy Ligas. But this is a guy so good. I'll give you a hint. So good. They named a whole townly after him is what we used to say on the broadcast. Played for the Wayne Wagon that lifted a demeanor. This guy just finished up a year at Dartmouth. He's tearing it up on the ice getting ready for a new season, but he knows the importance of the classroom. He knows the importance of the academics, and he is Stephen Townley, former hitman, current Dartmouth superstar, and we're going to talk a little bit of College Lab today, but first, Stephen, what's going on, man? How are you guys doing? I love the Goodwill Hunting reference. Uh, it's great <laughs> to see you guys again. That's about 35% of our content is Goodwill Hunting references at this point. Yeah. I was going to make it the town reference with Ben Affleck for you and kind of keep with that whole thing. Like, Lucas, what was the, what was the uh, quote you had from the town? Oh, it was, uh, I got to ask you to do something, but you can't ask me any questions about it. We're going to go learn a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about a bunch of hockey. It's a rough yeah. estimate of a quote. Yeah, a little, little change at the end, but two great <laughs> movies. We went for it, you know, but Stephen, man, you had a great career in junior hockey, right? You're a guy that it was easy to see for me in your final year there with the Hitmen, just what set you apart. You were willing to play it on both ends. You played a 200-foot game, and Dartmouth brings you in. They don't just get a guy who's willing to play the 200-foot game, who's willing to kind of go against it and swim against the current, but you're a guy who is a proven winner. And you go to Dartmouth this first year. How'd it go? How, how'd you kind of settle in? How, how'd you get your skates under you? How, how'd things start off for you? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, it was a great year for me personally. Um, our team struggled a lot. Um, we're a very young team. So definitely wasn't like playing in Jersey where we would just win pretty much every game it felt like. But um, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, I came in and I wasn't necessarily – up top in their depth chart. Um, so I had to work and the coaches provided me with 
excellent advice on where I need to get better. And um, from the time our season started in September till it ended in March, I improved drastically and um, our coaches were amazing. Um, and I really had to find a role for myself on the team. So I started focusing on penalty killing and uh, I did a lot in Jersey. Um, I actually penalty killed with Danny Ibrahim. We normally just try to get shorthanded goals, but um, it was a lot different this year. Uh, blocking shots, just doing what it took to help our team win. But it was a great year for me. Um, and I hope that next year we just keep rolling. Yeah, you hear from guys all the time. First of all, great reference with Danny Ibrahim. Oh, Danny boy, the gold pipes are calling Ibrahim right there. And you look at, we talked to so many guys who were at the college level, no matter where they came from, it's different, man. It's everybody's the top of their game, right? Everybody's fully grown. Everybody's ready to happen. When was the moment for you, the aha moment of, oh, this is different, right? I'm not just scoring shorthanded out here. I'm not just running it up. There's a lot of talent on this ice. Was it in practice day one? Is it the first time you get in the, into the pads in game day? Like, when was that first aha moment? Like, okay, I got to put in a little extra. I think the first aha moment, um, we had an exhibition game against the defending national champions at the time, UMass Amherst. And uh, I think I got caught on like a two minute and 15 second D zone shift. Uh, against UMass Amherst I think they went through a full four lines on us and they were just flying around um so that's where I really understood like I gotta get in better shape I gotta I think I missed like a half wall play like I just can't afford to make really any mistakes out here or I'll end up caught in the D zone forever yeah it's it's tough man and, and for the young guys out there you see even someone like Stephen Townley, someone who had so much success at the NCDC level, who who played the tier two game and, and was able to win a championship, able to control the ice, able to play it on both ends. It takes a moment, right? We, it takes hard work to continually compete and move on to that next level, move up the rungs. The next question I got to ask you here, you're at Dartmouth, and this is where we start turning over to Hannah Lucas as we get into academics. I try to not act like the academic on the show. I'm more of like the I'm like the plumber of the show. I'm like the Mario Lucas is Luigi. That's kind of how this works, even though the, are you more the Mario Lucas? You're I, looking I at feel me like, like I'm, I feel like I'm the Mario. I might've gotten off pace. You're probably, well, if we're talking just aesthetics, then yes, you are well, the Mario. Yeah. You look like you just popped out of a tunnel right now with that mustache, <laughs> but let's stop jumping on turtle heads. Okay. Let's talk hockey. Okay. But Steven, Ivy league school, hockey, being a student athlete's tough enough, right? Like we all struggle with the, the with the first time that we go, okay, now I'm full-time in college. Now I'm on a campus. We've all lived away from home in this game at some point in some way, but now I'm away from home. I got to get myself to class, got to get myself to the ring, got to get myself to the gym. How's it been for you so far? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of hard work. I love Dartmouth. It's an incredible school. Um, but it comes with a lot of work. So our first day of classes is also our first day of lifting and our first day of practice. So we start right away. Um, and it was a great year for me academically as well. Um, but you really have to put in like a, an incredible amount of work to be successful academically at Dartmouth um, or any Ivy League school for that matter. So 
as a student athlete, you'll wake up probably 7 a.m., um, go to your lift, and then you go to classes for three hours. And any free time that you have, you can't just go lay down on your dorm and watch Netflix or whatever. You really have to be doing homework. So it's pretty much uh, go to practice, any team activities, classes, and any free time, try to get in the library and take care of your work. But um, it was a great year. Yeah, I mean, the, the academic stuff is, is obviously so important, right? The student part of student athlete. Uh, you know, Dan talked about some of the, you know, wanted to know about the adjustments you made on the ice. Did you have to make any adjustments in the classroom too? I mean, I remember, because I remember when I went from high school to college, that first semester, that first year, really, really kind of kicked my butt a little bit. I, I had to figure out a lot of adjustments, how to be more efficient, how to be a better student. Was there anything that, that kind of kicked you in the butt when you first got to Dartmouth that you said, oh man, I, I need to get better? Yeah, I mean, my in high school, I, uh, I definitely didn't have the same drive or work ethic um, as I did when I got to Dartmouth. And I think that playing three years, uh, I took three years off um, from high school before going to college, playing juniors. And I think it really helped me just because I was a lot more mature and when I got to Dartmouth, I understood how great of a school it was. And if I was successful there, the kind of career opportunities that could be available to me. So I think my biggest adjustment was just ensuring that I didn't procrastinate any work and stayed on top of everything from day one of classes starting. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 huge, right? You kind of have to, with between sports and athletics, you kind of have to hit the ground running on day one. And, you know, so I am, I am a, for the folks who don't, who don't know, I am also a college advisor, academic tutor. And one of the things that has come up in the last couple of years as being recommended more and more is taking some kind of a gap experience, right? Whether it's a gap year for kids that are just coming out of high school, just to work, just to get a little more maturity, just to save a little bit of money, or for junior hockey players, more likely, you're taking a, a, a gap year, a couple gap years to play juniors, to get a little stronger. But one of the things that it does bring is, like you said, is that extra maturity is a little bit more of that drive. And it certainly helps you when you get to college. Uh, but getting to college can be a little bit difficult. And I think that's where we kind of move into, into our next piece here is that you are working with a company that is trying to make getting into college a little bit more data-driven. We live in, a, in an analytics world, and, and I can tell you that as a college advisor, we said this a little bit before the call, is I work in the world of, you know, you, you kind of have to, it's kind of a feel-based approach, right? You, you get your application together, you think this is going to help, you do as much research as you can, you sometimes call in a couple of favors with some, you know, admissions people to kind of pick their brain, but you're working with a company that has taken that feel-based approach and has kind of created something that's a little bit more data-driven, something that gives you a number. Talk about that a little bit. Who are you working with and, and what's their goal in the education space? Yeah, thank you. That was a great transition. Um, so I'm interning at College Lab and at its most basic form, College Lab is an online admissions calculator. So essentially you get on, you sign up and uh, you put in your demographics, your SAT scores, GPA, uh, the type of high school you went into, 
And then you can start to build a college list of um, schools that you're interested in attending. And it's able to give you a percentage chance of your admission at each of those schools. So essentially where that data comes from is schools send College Lab um, like different uh, applications and with their outcomes and it's placed into a proprietary algorithm and that algorithm, we continue to put more data into it and it just keeps uh, learning on its own and uh, refining the percentages to be more accurate. But um, that's essentially what College Lab is at its most basic form. But when I started interning there, um, I saw a huge potential for student athletes in high school and specifically junior hockey players. I mean, I know this is something I wish we had, Dan, when when we were getting ready to apply to college, because I mean, there was it, it really was kind of a shot in the dark back then by comparison, even in the last couple of years, you know, they're moving some schools moving away from from the testing requirements, going to test optional, some schools asking for more, you know, uh, better essays, but a lot of schools still requiring good GPA, good SAT, ACT scores, the, these numbers, they certainly can help. And man, it, it's, it feels like, Dan, we carved our applications on stone tablets and had a raven carry them compared to what these kids have today. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and calling it applying for college would have been a, a lot for me. I was more like, who liked watching me throw a ball hard? And that was really how I made my college decision up front. And you can see why I lead the league in colleges attended. That's why I ended up in four. And, you know, it's, I got a lot of degrees, but I also went to a lot of different schools. And it's because I didn't take the time to do this, right? Not only did we not have these types of tools, but we were in a world where we had to take a lot of the initiative. And now when you take the initiative, you're not just granted the, the opportunity to pick the right place, but you have tools like College Lab that can, that can literally drive you to the right location or can kind of set the bar of, you're not good enough right now, right? We need that in hockey sometimes on the ice. We need that. I needed that when I was an athlete as well. Like it, you need sometimes to look and see that benchmark and say, hey, that's what I'm not doing right now. How do I strive there? Okay, my GPA is too low. Okay, my SAT is too low. Hey, maybe I should take an ACT. That's the type of stuff you can learn with this. And, and Stephen, can you kind of talk about just – if I sign up for this, I'm a parent with a, with a player, I'm the player myself, and I'm signing up for this, what kind of things can I do as, as a signed up member of College Lab, and, and what all can I get into? Let's dive in. Yeah, so there's two things that I think are huge for, um, like, junior hockey players or even USPHL 18U players. Um, so one is that it provides college information, like detailed information on 1400 schools in the US. So I think it's really important. Um, if you really wanna play college hockey, you should start out by building a list of colleges that you wanna attend. And same with like, if you're a normal student applying to college, you wanna have like reach schools, like um, top D1 schools, maybe it's for you, or even NESCAC schools is like a reach for you, um, whatever it is, you should start with that. But when you're building that list, you really need to have information on the school you're attending. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen before you go and go off and play college hockey. You could get an injury or anything could happen. You could not even like playing hockey anymore once you get there. Um, so I think it's really important that you love the school 
that you want to attend regardless of if they have a hockey program. Um, so College Lab provides this detailed information. So it's just really a helpful resource when you go about building this college list for yourself and you can show this list once it's completed to your coach and they can help with the recruiting side of college. The other main tool is the lab. Um, so what the lab is, is once you go on and you put your GPA, say you got like a 3.5 GPA, um, the lab puts all those scores on a slider. So once you have your list of colleges, um, you can slide, say, your GPA to a 3.7, and you can see your percentages increase for every school that you want to go to. And I mean, say you want to play Ivy League hockey and before your GPA was a 3.2 and you have like a 7% chance of getting into Harvard. If you're a college senior and you can improve that to a 3.7 GPA, you'll now see there's an 18% chance of getting into Harvard. And that potentially could be all the difference of you not only playing Ivy League hockey, but there's so many limited spots in Division One, could be your only chance of playing Division One hockey. I love it. I put my information from high school in and it says, ask again later. Is it supposed to be like, <laughs> is it supposed to be an eight ball? Is that what's happening to me right now? No, I'm just kidding folks. All right. I, I, I'm a little smart. Yeah, not really. But <laughs> Lucas, when you said gap year, you mentioned gap year. That for me, my gap year was in 1998. It was when my mom wouldn't stop buying me and dressing me gap in gap clothes. She was like, there must've been deals at the Ocean County Mall. And she would just nothing but gap. I was I was like a gap kid for a while. You've been you've been sitting on that comment. Like you you had that comment immediately, but you knew you needed to give a couple of question buffers before you launched into a an unpaid advertisement for the gap. Stephen, what you'll learn about most good play by play color commentary crews are in the booth. The play by play guy does the play by play, listens to the color commentary guy, and then adds to what he's done. I just, when Lucas is talking, most of the time, just that, that chimp with the symbols is in my head. And I just hear one really good joke and I, I go, okay, I'm going to hold on to this until he's done. That's, that's basically what this is. But you look at, you look at this folks, you look at a, a product like college labs and, and you see an opportunity to, to target what we are doing as we try to find our way to school. And, and I look at this as a resource, not just for our folks that are trying to figure out, hey, how do I get into a division one Ivy League school? But maybe I'm a player who division one is not for me, division three is not for me, and I'm not gonna be an NCAA product. But there is no reason why one of the hundreds of club hockey programs around the country might not be at a school that fits your needs, that fits the degree you want. and you might find that diamond in the rough through here as well. We've been talking with folks throughout the, the club hockey world for the last few years, and we've seen success stories from guys who even had Division three options who have made the academic choice to go to a club school because maybe they wanted the SEC experience or maybe they wanted the, the different medical program or maybe they're an engineering student. There's, there's a lot of opportunity with this. And, Stephen, I think, I think this is something you guys are on to something great here. Yeah, I really think it's going to be an incredible product. I mean, it's pretty new, and uh, I think we're going to get a lot of people using it for the upcoming admission cycle. And another thing coming soon is uh, College Lab is also launching a return on investment uh, calculator. 
probably coming around October. Um, that's really like not everyone's going to get a full ride athletic scholarship. Um, so like Ivy League schools, NESCAC schools, they're all based on financial aid. So you'll be able to put in um, like your parents' financial information and it'll show like an estimate of how much you'll have to pay when you get to school. And it'll also take like what major you want to do and show how much you could potentially make coming out of that school within the first like three to five years. So that's another thing to take into account when uh, building a college list is what do you want to do professionally? I mean, hockey eventually ends for all of us at some point. So um, I think it's a really important thing to consider. Um, like tuitions are so high right now. So um, just considering what kind of return on investment you'll get when uh, attending one of these schools. Yeah, and we, we look at it, folks. I mean, for me, I don't think I realized that college was for college until my third year. You know, there's not as many gap years in the world of baseball, and you, you're kind of in it already when you realize that, oh, man, maybe I, I was a film student when I started off. Like, I was going to be the next Marty Scorsese over here, Lucas, and next thing you know, I found out like three days in that, oh my God, I hate editing and I hate recording film. I was like, those are two pretty important things to a film person. And me calling him a film person tells you how good I was at the, the major. So you just, you have to take some time and, and you, have to, you have to really dig into this experience of figuring out where we're going. And we also have to make sure that our academic decisions aren't solely based on the ice, right? If we're gonna be a pro, great. We all don't know if we're going to be a pro. Steven even mentioned the idea of injuries pop up, man. You can be, we can, we always want to be prepared for anything. And a good academic experience and a degree that we want at an institution we believe in and we love to be a part of, that is so vital to everything we are doing here. And College Lab is on point. I mean, Lucas, I don't, I, have I missed something? I'm sure I have because I haven't been able to cheat off of your paper here because we're over Zoom. So have I missed anything before we get to our, our parting words with the great, the guy's so great they named the whole town the app. You know, I, I don't think so. I think, I think you've managed to hit everything. And I just want to reiterate for a, a lot of, a lot of younger hockey players who are, are starting to get into this world where they need to start looking at colleges. The earlier you start, the better off you are. The more data and information you have, the better off you are. It is, a, it is a large space and it is an important decision to try to make. It can feel overwhelming at times. And so, you know, if you, if you have the ability to, to look up schools, great. And College Lab is a huge part of that, right? This, any, any amount of information you have is better than not having it. And uh, I, just, I just love these services that pop up that, you know, really, really try to boil it down for a lot of these players. And... I mean, I think maybe my last question is if you could give any advice to those types of kids who are getting ready to maybe play their last year of juniors who are looking at colleges, can they get a leg up on the system by preparing for something specific? What advice do you wish someone had told you? Yeah, I think the best advice I can give is um, reach out to schools that you're interested in. So I would sit down today if you're an 18U player, um, junior hockey player, and sign up for College Lab or look up 
college that you'd want to go to and um, start building a list and start emailing them before the season starts. I mean, before you know it, these uh, September, like fall tournaments will start up and these colleges will come and watch you if they're already at those tournaments. So um, I think it's super important to reach out and just share with coaches that you have an interest in the school. Absolutely love it. That's collegelab.org. Go there now. Have a better you have better grades than me always. But pop in your grades, pop, pop in that uh, GPA, pop in what you've gotten on your SAT or your ACT, pop in those scores, and get started. It'll prompt you to sign up right there. Again, collegelab.org today. Lucas doesn't get parting words as we go to close out the show. Steven, you do get parting words. How, how do you want to kind of close this thing out for the folks at home? What, how are you summing this up? This latest episode of the Dan K Show presents junior hockey. And by the way, you're following up an episode with EJ Raddick from NHL Network. So you got to outdo each here. How can you do it? The first thing I want to say is just when you go to collegelab.org, um, enter coupon code, all caps, free, and then 2022. So all caps free 2022, and you'll be able to get access to College Lab. Um, but just parting words, I mean, it was great to see you guys again. The last time I saw you, I was raising a Deneen cup above my head. Um, so it's awesome to see you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. And I hope that um, College Lab can help all your listeners. Love it, man. Hey, Stephen, it's easy to talk to guys like you. You had a great squad there. That whole crew, you guys just, that was one of the biggest wagons I've ever watched in any league of junior hockey, man. That was just, it was every night we would talk to guys on other teams and they'd be like, they're just so good. That there was, there was such a respect for it. Usually when a team is just rolling through competition, guys are ticked off. There, there was such a respect in that group and that league from your year. And it was just like, guys just knew what was coming. The freight train was coming down the track. So I'm looking for that Dartmouth freight train to start up here. We're waiting for the Dartmouth wagon this year. Can't wait to see it. My parting words, they always go in line with our guests for me. It's an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And that's Ben Franklin. You can make an investment in your knowledge today at collegelab.org. And, you know, you should be investing in knowledge, right? It, it, the more we learn, the better we get. I always tell everybody. As a guy who started with a blank slate at about 20 years of age up here in the brain system where I didn't have much, I needed to learn from everybody. I'm, I'm always trying to glean as much as I can. There is no bad way to get help here. Go to collegelab.org. We also thank our sponsors, Remastered Sleep. You can go to remasteredsleep.com. We rem boys, as Lucas and I say, but it is the water bottle of your dreams. Stop snoring with just a sip. Dan K Show 2022 at checkout for 10% off your next order. Stop that pesky snoring. It worked for us. It'll work for you. Thank you to Selly Salt, two hockey moms that make your steaks, your chickens, your whatever taste delicious. Not chickens. That sounds like it's alive. You want to cook it. You're going to want to do the whole thing. You're going to want to pluck it. You're going to want to grill it. You're going to want to saute it. However you make your chicken, definitely cook it. Or maybe your salad, maybe your, maybe your vegan chicken patty. I got a couple of those in the fridge, high protein, good stuff. Got to eat up. Celly salt, sprinkle that in your next meal. Thank you to the Pueblo Bulls. Run with the Bulls, our presenting sponsor of this thing. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Dankayshow.com to follow along. 
Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.